You're listening to the weekly Calvary Chapel Divine Digital Devotion with Pastor Michael Petit. Hey, how you doing? It's Pastor Michael Petit. Hope that you're having a wonderful, wonderful day or evening whenever you're getting this or morning. Um, uh, we got a big event coming up on April 2nd, uh, so hopefully you get this before April 2nd. If you're in the, in Natalia, Texas, or in Divine, Texas, or Lytle, Somerset, Casterville, and even parts of San Antonio, um, or Hondo, we would love to invite you out to a free concert that's coming up and block party that's happening uh, on April 2nd at 6 to 9 p.m. where they'll have free hamburgers, free hot dogs, and I found out that they're actually going to do some brisket as well. So if you want brisket, you're going to have to get there early. That's for sure. Uh, DJ Titus, uh, Austin Lanier, uh, Jarrell, uh, and then Austin Carlisle from Of Mice and Men, the former lead singer of Of Mice and Men, open for... Uh, Metallica, they did their own tours. They were with Linkin Park and all those guys. And, and so he's going to share a little bit about himself and uh, his testimony. And then um, and then we got Christ Safari. And so it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night. And so hopefully y'all can join us. It's April 2nd, 6 to 9 p.m. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So I just wanted to invite you out to come to that. If you want to get more information, I'm sure you've probably seen it on our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, but you can always go to the website at calvarydivine.org. Or you can hit up 180lifetexas.com. 180lifetexas.com. If you're wanting to know more about the artist, wanting to hear the music, um all of that stuff is on 180lifetexas.com. So please go check that out and please come out and visit us and, and come enjoy the music, come enjoy the concert. And then the next night they're going to be at Westlake's on April 3rd in San Antonio. So if you're in the San Antonio area near 151, Highway 151 uh, in Marbach, uh, near, near SeaWorld area um, in 1604 and all that stuff, uh, and please come out, same lineup, uh, same crew is going to be out there. So please come out and join us and, and be a part of that. That'd be awesome. Um, what I wanted to get into today is, is I wanted to talk about marriage a little bit. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because a lot of stuff has come up because of, of Will Smith and, and, uh, Jada's open marriage and, and, I honestly, I mean, it was sad to see what happened at the Oscars. It's you never want to see any man um, fall uh, to the point where you're just disappointed and 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 really heartbroken as you see that play out. Um, and and trust me, I, the one thing I do know is that the the joke was the least of the um, the problem. Uh, something that, you know, you can say that he was emotionally, um, tired. Uh, they say that, you know, trying to win an Oscar is like running a campaign. You have to, you have to give yourself away as far as interviews. You have to make appearances. You have to, uh, you have to do all these different things in order just to, to try to run the campaign to win. And, and having to go through different interviews and different stuff and answering questions and just going through stuff. And you're emotionally wrung out by the time you get to the end of it. But that's still not an excuse. There's a wonderful verse in James chapter 4. 
uh, when we're talking about quarreling and the, the reason we have this battle that happens inside of us, it says in James chapter 4, verse 1, it says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and you cannot attain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions, you adulterous people. Do you not know that that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That's a, a strong verse. And, and so what happens is, is you have this spirituality thing that's being pushed now. Um, progressive Christianity, I think, is a, a great way of explaining it. And, and so it, it is it's sad because what you end up with is a, is a hypocrite. You end up with somebody who says, I'm sorry, but then two hours later they're seen dancing at a party, laughing and joking and singing their songs, and then they never apologize to the person that they hit. And then on top of it, they, they try to throw God out there. Like, let me sprinkle a little God on this. Well, the devil always comes after people that are on top. I don't think that's what Denzel was meaning. See, the devil was actually the temptation in, in your conscience that you overrode. And you decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do. Even if that means hitting somebody on live TV in front of billions of people. It, it, there's this wonderful verse, you know, it, when it talks about the Pharisees and it, it's, it talks about them being hypocrites, which is basically an actor. They put on a different face and says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Now I read that verse, that's how I was before Christ. I, I completely get that. But when I read that verse, I kind of go, man, you have tried everything you can do to put on the best front that you can put on, to make everything look great. But even though you're in this wonderful tomb, right, it's still full of dead bones. It's still full of dead bones. Your, your motives are still wicked. And that's why it says you're at, at war uh, with each other. You're at war with each other. And so there's this battle that's happening uh, in, your, in your heart because you're, you, the world and, and, and ungodliness can't exist with God. They don't work. And what's happened is, and, and I've seen this a lot with progressive Christianity, as they love to take a little bit of Buddhism, they love to take a little bit of Hinduism, yoga and, and chakras and all that stuff. And then they love to take a little bit of Gnosticism. And then they like to sprinkle God on top of that. And that's not how that works. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way, and that's Jesus Christ. And so when we add all these different things to that, what we end up doing is we create a God that becomes idolatry. It's not really God that we're following. It's a God that we've created. 
And that's what a lot of progressive Christians have done, as, as well as, you know, people that claim spirituality. Like, you're going to go up and actually speak about love, because love, agape love, is what Jesus is talking about. And agape love, very simply, tells us uh, that agape love is sacrificial. It's, it's doing something without expecting anything in return. Because when, when, you, when, you, when, when it's love and it doesn't mean anything, it says, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. You're, you're, just, you're just noise. You apologize to everyone except the person you hit. And then you're at a party dancing later on, laughing and, and singing to your own songs. Narcissistic behavior. And it, and it comes down from whatever is going on. Like this is a, a, a picture to us. Like you can have it all. You can, you can have everything that you ever wanted. And in a moment, lose it that quickly and be exposed as the hypocrite that you are. The mask is removed. The tomb we see is just full of dead bones. And, and there's a structural problem that's going on that goes beyond this. I mean, he says, well, I was defending my, my woman. Well, you're in an open marriage, bro. You're not defending anything. If you were defending your woman, you would stop the open marriage immediately. And understand that it's God that created marriage, not the federal government, not not the not what Hollywood sees it as. It, it goes all the way back to the Book of Genesis, and and the, and people say, well, Jesus never talked about it. Jesus talked about it in Mark chapter ten, verse six. He says, but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Let no man separate. And right now, you've let somebody separate you from your wife. And what makes it worse is now your wife is in the leading role of the house, which goes against what the nature of of what God created, God created man, the, the man to lead. You know, that goes back to, to Ephesians uh, chapter, uh, I believe it's in chapter 5, when it talks about, you know, uh, what marriage is. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. But he also says that wives submit to your husbands. That's the, the role that God has made for the husbands as the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and himself, its Savior. That's in Ephesians 12, uh, 5, verse 22 and 23. It's a reminder to us that it's been created by God. And there's a, there's a headship or leadership that God has created, which is the male is to lead. And it's, so it's, it's God to man, right? God to man, man to woman, and then man to children. And right now, that's in complete chaos for him because the kids are out of control, too. They're basically sleeping with whoever they want, and, and that's actually sexual morality, as well as when you have an open marriage, it's sexual morality as well. Anything that's done outside the marriage bed is considered sexual morality. And you go, well, what is the marriage bed? The marriage bed is right there. It says, you know, that it's made, God made them male and female, right, to become one flesh. 
So he didn't make them male and male, female and female. So they, the kids are leaving, living this poly whatever uh, relationship with their relationships. They're all over the place, sleeping with whoever. And, and then now you have an open marriage, so you've, your family's in chaos. And I've been there before, not in this capacity, but I've been there before where uh, my anger, my verbal, uh, my verbal abuse, um, you know, my mess was no different. You know, it's, it's like I was a hypocrite too. I made everything look like it was great, you know, on the, uh, on the inside. Everything was a mess. I was dead bones too. And then I needed Jesus Christ. I didn't need spirituality. And and that's where we're we're falling short as as men, is we're not leading our families the way that Christ has called us to lead our families. And one thing that really irritates me is is when when you have someone who says, Well, my grandmother had great faith. And so I never cursed on the albums because my grandmother and I'm like, Your grandmother doesn't get you into heaven. It's it's your relationship with God. That's why it says in that verse you know, you're at enmity, you're at war with God. You've chosen the things of the world. You've chosen the things of the world. And sadly, man, the, the, the saddest part about all of this is you don't apologize to the man that you hit. And that's, that's the part that has my head spinning because I'm like, you, you're not getting it. And it's obvious that you're not getting it because you were drinking and partying two hours later. And you didn't get it. And honestly, I don't think you apologized to Chris the next day because you had to. Your publicist was probably telling you you had to. That's the problem when you try to make yourself fit the culture, make yourself fit the world and their standard, and you're not trying to meet God's standard, which we fall short every time. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to save us from our sin. Because we, we, man, we cannot, we cannot live this life without Christ. Because you can have everything that you ever wanted. And instead of people remembering you for that being your first Oscar, they're going to remember that's the night that you slapped Chris Rock. And that's the night when everything emotionally bubbled up out of you. And you allowed your sin to have reign over you. And... You know, and you're worried about how I look on Red Table Talk. I'm worried about how, like, y'all are always trying to put this whitewashed tomb out on social networks. The whole family is. The whole family is trying to put a whitewashed tomb out on social networks. And it's full of dead bones and uncleanliness. Outwardly appear righteous to others, but you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And I would go on to say narcissism, very narcissistic. And it's easy for us to go, okay, well, that's a wrap. We can leave it there. The one thing that we need to be praying for is, is two things. One, that their relationship, they were friends, you know, that they would uh, be able to talk that thing out and, and, and actually apologize and mean it. Um, but the prayer really needs to be on, on Will's side for his marriage. We think that we can do these things and there's no consequences. That it's not going to affect the way our kids are raised. That it's not going to affect uh, our relationships with our family, our friends. 
Sin is sin, and it destroys everything. And, and you have to remember, I think one of the things that, that Denzel maybe should have told you is the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we all, you need to remember that part of it. To steal, steal the things that, that you think are important. To kill and destroy. And, and our marriages are, are representations of, our, of Christ and the church. Christ being the, uh, you know, the, 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 the church being the bride. And, and so that's what marriage is a picture of. And so when we, when we try to, to live a, a marriage that goes outside the covenant of God, there's going to be destruction. Because you're at enmity, you're at war with God. How do you think that's going to pan out? Buddha's not going to save you. Allah's not going to save you. And, and none of the Hindu gods are going to save you. You need Jesus. We all do. We all do. I mean, I, I, I was 29 years of, of uh, 39 years of actually walking in sin. Uh, destroyed a marriage, destroyed five kids. And then God finally got a hold of me in our in year twenty two of our marriage, and and I'm telling you, like your marriage, the the thing that has to be done first, like if you're struggling in your marriage right now, you have to get right with God first. You do. It it, it requires you to start walking with the Lord, and so our relationship is priority number one with God, and then hopefully as a couple we can begin to walk with God in our relationship. And, and then uh, see the restoration of communication, spiritual communication, where we hear from the Lord. We look for, for God's word. We, we're no longer at enmity with God. We're at, we're at one with God, and, and we're seeking God out daily, right? And, and so that's, that's one of the things that really hit me this week, man. I, I, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I was, you know, like many of y'all probably grew up or fans of watching will fans of of you know before christ watching will and fans of chris and it, it's sad to see that but i what i what i was more dis, uh, discouraged by is uh, the what's happening to his family that i think that that discourages me more than the other stuff you know because i mean at the end of the day that's that's it can be disheartening in that way and I think one of the things that I, I had sent uh, my kids, because after I watched it, I was just like, man, this is really sad. But it, again, it's a disregard to the conscience when you decide I'm going to just go ahead and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and act the way I want to act. I'm going to disregard my conscience and I'm going to I'm going to sin. And um, real men actually are, are ones who follow God and and fear God. They have a reverence for God. And right now, Will doesn't have that. He doesn't have that, and it's it's evident in the fact of the way that he reacted that night, and then reacted later on in the evening. It it didn't bother him that this happened. Didn't care. Didn't care. And and sadly, I mean, his marriage is on a path of destruction. Um, therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And and so again. He needs to take the lead as a man and lead his house. We're called to be the spiritual pastors of our home. And it's not too late. Man, that's what y'all need to be praying for. It's not too late. It's not too late for any of us to come 
and, and, and choose to follow Jesus Christ, to repent of our sins, to ask Christ into our heart, and, and live for Jesus Christ today. That's, that's my prayer. You know, um, it's not to sit and try to judge or beat up on anyone. It's, I, man, I've been there. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I was not a, not a great father. Not, um, I, I was very narcissistic. I, you know, at the same time, I wanted, uh, wanted to, to, to put the best foot forward and, and look like everything was great. So I had that whitewashed tomb. But inside was a bunch of dead bones. And I was at war with God. And so if that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, maybe this moment that you watched on TV made you go, you know what? I, I'm chasing the things of the world. My marriage is a train wreck too. Or you know what? I, I, no matter how much I try, to, I try to whitewash my social networks, I'm dead bones. And I need Christ. And, and so realistically, we just confess our sins and we turn to Christ. That's, a, that's the thing that Jesus said when he first started his ministry was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. And so we ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins. We ask Christ into our heart. And we ask Jesus to be the Lord of our lives. And that's as simple as it gets. So if you want to do that, just pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless y'all. I hope I see y'all April 2nd. Come out and check out the, the free concert in, and, uh, in Natalia, Texas at the football field. Uh, there'll be signs up and places for y'all to park. I hope I uh, catch y'all out there. God bless y'all. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much for joining the Calvary Chapel Weekly Devotion. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And we pray if you'd like to listen to more of the devotions or uh, any of the sermons, you can do all of that at our website at calvarydivine.org. You can also get in contact with me, uh, submit a prayer request, and uh, find out about other events that are happening in our uh, church and in our area uh, that we're participating in. So calvarydivine.org. God bless.